I'm going to in a second. Blah bloop. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to ask just one more question. Okay, got the show notes up. Let me close my emails. Oh, the bank. That's why I wanted to go. Today? Yes. Yeah. That, that I was like, no, there was something else that I was like, oh, we when we go there, we can go to Target real quick for me. And gotcha. That, that's what it was. I remember now. I remember now. Bada bing, bang, bong. I remember now. Do I have the black enough for you? Oh, okay. You ready? I believe. Yeah, let me blow my nose. One time, one time, one time. Paper brown. Oh. What? I forgot an ashtray. Go ahead and get it. No, let's put it in the tissue. All right. Don't burn down a house. Burning down the house. Burning down the house. Ready? Ow! We'll get the silence first. Here we go. Welcome to the Interracial Drum Podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Mack, and I'm joined as always by a fragile, very white guy. And you are very white indeed. Um, what's going on, dude? Not a whole lot. Uh, one second here. Sorry, a little interruption. Uh, got a house guest. Sorry. Yeah. Back to your, back to your spiel. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're if this is your first time joining us, welcome. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Just search Interracial John. That's J-A-W-N. Or you can go to our website, interracialjohn.com. You can also find us on all your social media platforms at Interracial John. Again, J-A-W-N. And we do love feedback. We haven't been getting a lot of it, but we do love it. I appreciate all of you listeners out here. Um, our numbers have been looking good, so I'm not. Listen, we appreciate you all, but we do love feedback. So if you want to leave us some feedback, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. You can email us interracialjohn at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail, 657-JOHN or 657-J-A-W-N-E-R-S. Uh, and leave us a voicemail. There's a nice little uh, timber to your voice right now. I Is don't there? Know, you know, like sometimes there's like podcast voice. There's like. You know, like I shouldn't say podcast, but like you know what I do at my day job. There's like things yeah. that I do, like yeah, like on air kind of stuff. About, yeah. So like I'm like, oh, like I have a very specific way of talking. <laughs> you had a little bit of a like, oh, had like a nice little. I don't know, made me feel good. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure which Leslie podcast voice that was, but it's, it's here's what it is. It's Unicorn Leslie. It's Unicorn Leslie. She has arrived. It's the hair. It's okay. the hair. It's coming through in the. I'm, it's I'm coming I'm, out. I'm feeling it. I'm glowing I'm up. Feeling the hair through the <laughs> voice. Can y'all feel the hair through the podcast? You should because it's. Yeah, I I dyed my hair yesterday actually. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to do this like unicorn hairstyle that I or unicorn hair that I saw. I haven't seen anybody with my exact hair like texture and cut because my hair's short right now. But I just thought it would be cool to have for the summer to have. 
unicorn hair, which sort of looks like cotton candy. It's got all, I think there's like six different colors that are in here. Um, uh-huh. it, it was really cool. Softler, gentler, it. unicorn Leslie. I'm here. <laughs> Welcome. We can't think for that. <laughs> Hilarious! What's going on with you? Dude, I'm, did I interrupt like I always do? Were you done with your? I guess I was done. I don't know. That's it. All right, you can leave a review though. I'm just saying. I said that. I I did the whole thing. I yeah, said yeah. leave us a voicemail, right. like etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, we had a couple emails and stuff, and no, we don't pe- have any emails. We be had. Oh, we had. We had. Mm. The faith fourteen are there. They are. Maybe fifteen of them now. Maybe. Perhaps. Might Perhaps. have to expand that. Yeah. Someday. What else is going on with you? You know, it's been a rough week, but uh, uh, you know. You want to talk? No. Not really. All right. I mean, my stomach's been just fucking like gastrointestinal. I don't know what happened when I turned 40, but my I don't know if I need to have this gallbladder removed, if I fucking- Something. Something. But like it's, they've, they've done all the tests and they keep like, oh, it's, you know, gastritis. Mm-hmm. And I, and for those of you who don't know, that's just like unknown origin of stomach pain. Literally. Well, thanks They can't tell you shit. That Long story gastritis, short. Gastritis. That, that's not very, whatevs. So my my stomach's been a pile of shit, which mm-hmm. has been bothering me. Yeah. And I kind of like, it like, I don't think it ruins everything else, but it's like, you know, like back pain makes it hard to like move and do anything. Yeah. Like stomach pain just makes me miserable. I just, I feel like I can't do anything but like curl up in a ball. Mm. So I've been kind of bleh. Yeah. So apologies for that. Mm. It's not been fun. It's true. <laughs> Sorry. My illness has been a fucking downer for you. I just said it hasn't been fun. I didn't say it was the downers. It hasn't been fun. I'm just being honest. Look, yeah. it hasn't. Right, you can't eat shit. We can't go nowhere. I mean, it's not fun. It is what it is. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm here podcasting. Here you are. Yeah. Made it Made it to the, the studio. <laughs> Up the flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, I can sit. I can sit in the studio for a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to it then. All right. Wait a minute. That's it? We're not even, there's nothing else to talk about? What do you have to talk about? I don't fucking know. I mean, you went right to your gut, so I feel like that should be... I don't think there's anything... Like, if there was anything more interesting than that, you probably would have said it. So I figured I just, that was the end of it. My gut's been everything... It's been... That's my point. 90% of my fucking That's waking. why I, I assumed you were done, because I don't know what else you'd add. I feel I mean, like... When was the last time we podcast? We my, podcasted my, my, a week ago. My boy was here. My smooth mustache. Mm-hmm. We went off-road, and that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I know you say that's really, really white. So white, so white that y'all had to erase a white supremacy symbol off of the one of the boulders up there. Well, we That's how white it was. We didn't have to. I chose to. I replaced it with BLM. Well, <laughs> I say you had to in terms of like you had to, but I, that's that was the thing I love about your second husband. We're literally like we're like I said, it was super white. We went out to like the mountains, like Asheville, North Carolina, like up that way, and uh, you had to get like a little off road vehicle day pass thing. We bought it for some fucking like. Uh, Bumble Hick middle of the road like little shop that just looked so unhappy for us to be there. Mm-hmm. They, they really wanted nothing to do with whatsoever. So then we're, we're on the trail and there's nobody of color at all. And there's actually mostly motorcycles. It wasn't a lot of like ATV or, or four, four by four. We were in a Jeep, right? But so we're way up in the middle of the mountains, like middle of nowhere. And there's this big boulder. And it's like some little area where people kind of like congregate. It looks like it's maybe halfway through this part of the trail. And there's shit graffiti all over it. And one of it was the fucking... 88 and 14 words thing. And, you know, if you don't know, those are white supremacist code. 88 is H for Heil Hitler and 14, some sort of white supremacist like mantra, these 14 words. Said. So I I was like, man, fuck that shit. We got to get out of here. And your second husband's like, I got spray paint. <laughs> he didn't even skip a beat right here. It's black. 
You want it? I'm seriously, here it is. Like he pulls the can out and hands it to me. Mm. I'm like, how am I not going to fucking do it now? So I just went over, blacked it out and put a nice little Black Lives Matter, which mm. I'm sure is no longer there. But mm-hmm. yeah. All of that. Four by four and with white supremacist races and shit. Woo-hoo. The news is coming on. The news is coming on. So um, Minnesota businessman is very sorry very, very sorry. Excuse me. This could actually went under apologies, but uh, in fact, I'll play that Too real quick because I don't have anything for that. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, you I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's give him one. Uh, very, very sorry for hanging up black pinatas in a way resembling a lynching. Uh... Victor Chiavara may have initially thought his display of pinatas was harmless, advertising for his business, but he was in for quite a rude awakening. According to CNN, the owner of Happy Kids Pinatas has apologized <laughs> for receiving complaints for hanging pinatas of black people on his front porch. On Friday, a passerby took a photo of the pinatas dis- on display in his front porch, and the picture immediately went viral. The pinatas were displayed resembling a lynching, which certainly didn't look good for Chiavara, despite his intentions. Apparently, this all blew up after Chiavara ful- fulfilled a request for pinata designed to re- resemble a customer's wedding party, which consisted of racially diverse members. He hung the pinatas out to dry. However, after the picture went viral, his family, including his wife and Sutalas, received many threats. Uh, they ended up having to call police due to the number of threats and people driving from his home. He says there's no hate in this home. Um, I don't know how to deal with this message. I'm very, very sorry for my lack of judgment and lack of sensitivity. And he understands that it was taken. He's like, out of context, I admit the images look disturbing. Out of context, everything can be horrible. And he noted that despite the headache, the incident has sparked much needed and productive conversation with his African-American neighbors who are helping him understand this specific racial insensitivities. So. I mean, it's a, it's a, the optic is horrible. It's really bad, it's, y'all. It's you can like, look in a link. It's, it's really terrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, the dude does make pinatas. He was commissioned to make pinatas. I guess they have to drive, but like, nah. Not like that, son. Not like that, no. Nah. Not like that, son. Find another way. Even by the feet would have been better. Like, just <laughs> being honest. I'm just saying, then it could be like, oh, obviously he's drying them. Because yeah, the problem anything, is the way they look now, anything. it doesn't look like he's drying them. Ugh, that was just bad all around. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Like, there's like, remember when uh, Kramer said the N-word on tape? Richard, whatever his name is. And uh, it came out and we we're on, you and I had talked on social media and you're like, well, I hadn't, I hadn't heard it yet. And I was like, yeah, I listened to it. And you're like, how bad is it? And I'm like, well, A, it's the N-word, but like. On a scale of one to like ten, this was eleven. But oh, yeah. it was like the worst of the worst. And this optics right up there with there. Yeah, it's the like, optic is terrible. This picture is like how how bad could it be? Like black pinatas, you know, drying. It couldn't get worse. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. bad. Unfortunate. So uh, I saw this, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" So a security robot mm-hmm. uh, has been found beaten up and covered in barbecue sauce. Good fuck that security robot. Yeah, and here's why they said have chicken ass. Under normal circumstances, we'd never encourage indoor slathering uh, barbecue sauce and beating somebody up and leaving them lying on the side for uh, for dead. But uh, but robots, we're not exactly short circuiting with anger over this one because this is a security guard. The exact thing happened to it because it's tasked with harassing homeless people. Mm. Like like literally like, and this is in the United States. Like someone built a robot to fucking go around and like harass fucking homeless people. Mm. I just, and like, I have to go through the article. Who did it see? Uh, Night scope security bot used by a nonprofit organization in San Francisco to discourage homeless people from congregating. Like, who are, who does this? Night scope security, a nonprofit to discourage homelessness in a, in a city where rents and fucking 
housing is more expensive than anywhere practically in the world. Fuck you. Mm. It's like the, it's like the concerned citizen that went and put wooden uh, homelessness discouragement pieces on benches. Like in D.C., they have a bench and people sleep on it because it's a bench. And so I'm like, you know, activists made wooden fucking arm dividers and put them in the middle of the benches so people couldn't sleep on them. Like, who the fuck are you? Why is it? Why is it so important to you that you had to build a robot and fucking pay it to go around and harass homeless people? Mm-mm-mm. I just I don't even want to read more about it. And like, I, don't, I don't even know what it would do. I think it would call the the police. Probably call the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dun, 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 what does it say? Would, would alert local authorities of untoward behavior. <laughs> Fuck that thing. Mm. I'm, well, glad, I'm glad someone did it. Yeah, exactly. Well, as girls arrive, Boy Scouts change name of flagship program. For 108 years, the Boy Scouts of America's flagship program has been simply known as the Boy Scouts. With girls entering its ranks, the group says the iconic name will change. Organization announced Wednesday that a new name for its Boy Scouts program, Scouts BSA, that will take effect in February. Scouts. Interesting. Uh, Chief Scout Executive Mark Sarberg uh, said many possibilities were considered during lengthy and incredibly fun deliberations before the new name was chosen. We wanted to land on something that evokes the past, but also conveys the inclusive nature of the program moving forward. We're trying to find the right way to say we're here for both young men and young women. Uh, The parent organization will remain the Boy Scouts of America and the Cub Scouts. Um, Its program serving children from kindergarten through fifth grade will keep its title as well. But the Boy Scouts, the program from 11 to 17 years old, will now be Scouts BSA. The organization already has started admitting girls into the Cub Scouts and Scouts BSA begins accepting girls next year. Sawbrook predicted that both girls and boys in Scouts BSA will refer to themselves simply as Scouts uh, rather than adding boy or girl. And the program for the older boys and girls will be largely divided along gender lines with single sex units pursuing the same types of activities earning the same array of merit badges and potentially having the same pathway to the coveted eagle scout award so far more than three thousand girls have joined the roughly 170 cub scouts uh packs participating in the first phase of the new policy and uh, the pace will intensify this summer under a nationwide multimedia campaign titled scout me in uh on social media the widespread criticism of the name change generally suggesting it's a misguided display of political correctness under the boy scouts on that undercuts the boy scouts legacy but other many others um disagreed now i'm not even going to keep reading uh they also well i'll just mention what the girl scouts because the girl scouts um the name comes amid strained relations between the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts of America. Um, Dr. Eugene Gu um, says that it said that the outrage is misplaced. It's clear that they, uh, with declining membership, they needed to they need the girls, or it would be called bankrupt scouts. Uh-huh. Tweeted. <laughs> um, uh, Girl Scout leaders say they were blindsided by the move, and they are gearing up an aggressive campaign to recruit and retain girls as members. Among the initiatives, it's creating as numerous new badges that girls can own, focusing on outdoor activities and on science, engineering, technology, and math. Organization is expanding corporate partnerships in both areas and developing a Girl Scout network page on LinkedIn uh, to support career advancement for former Girl Scouts. Girl Scout. Scouts is the premier leadership development organization for girls, says Sylvia Acevedo, the Girl Scout CEO. We are and will remain the first choice for girls and parents who want to provide their girls opportunities to build new skills and grow into happy, successfully, civically engaged adults. The Girl Scouts and the BSA are among several major youth organizations in the U.S. experiencing share drops in membership in recent years. Reasons include competition from sports leagues, a, per- a perception from some families of their old-fashioned and busy family schedules. So, And our Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America, they're not like under the same umbrella. No, they're not the same. They're not. Mm -mm. Interesting. So is this going to eat into? 
That's the, that's the, the supposition is that that's, that could happen. It could basically kill Girl Scouts of America. Well, that it would affect them. I don't know if it will or and, it won't. And, and our, I did not know girls were clamoring to join Boy Scouts. Um, I don't think they were. So <laughs> I'll just say that. So they made this giant change for a non-existent well, issue I think to try to I think relevant. for families it becomes like, well, now you you only have one, one organization that to. you have to I like enter. You. you know, like there's some things like that, but whatever. Um, on the heels of that, the Mormon church cut ties with the Boy Scouts. <clears throat> the, Jesus, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, LDS, will end its relationship with the Boy Scouts of America. A joint statement says the decision marks the end of a 105-year tradition that stated any boy in a Mormon congregation automatically becomes a Boy Scout member. The Mormon church said it severed ties with the Scouts because it hopes to create its own global youth program. The pro- partnership will conclude on December 31st, 2019. The church has grown from a U.S.-centered institution to a worldwide organization with a major majority of its members living outside the United States. The joint statement said the church has increasingly felt the need to create and implement a uniform youth leadership and development program that serves its members globally. Over the last century, close to 20% of the 2.3 million Boy Scouts in the U.S. have been Mormon boys, which made the church the Boy Scouts' largest partner. The church's decision follows a market shift towards inclusivity in recent years by the by the Boy Scouts. In 2015, the Mormon church said it was deeply troubled by the Boy Scouts' decision to revoke the ban on openly gay adult scout leaders. The Boy Scouts had announced that it would accept gay scouts two years prior. The church did not object outwardly at the time, saying that they were satisfied with the thoughtful good faith effort by the scouts who address complex and challenging issues. Mormon leaders decided to remain with the Boy Scouts in 2005 despite their concerns, but announced it would scale back partnership in the Boy Scout programs in 2017. And now they're completely severing ties with them. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I got to be careful. I don't want to speak ill of, of Mormon, uh, you know, as a, as a group of people in a theology, but there are some very, uh, there's a civic mindedness, but it's, it's very, Inoc- it's like only for our own Mormon people, Yeah, it's right? very insular it, yeah, c- the, the, civic engagement. The, there's definitely this like, oh, we got to take care of our own, but only other Mormons. Mm-hmm. And and again, I'm not trying to speak ill, but I have a friend and I have other people I've known in the church. And there's sometimes a, a, a people I've known have been presented with either you're a part of this church, you go through the the this, the process, become, a, you know, a, 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 I forget the... What do you have to do at 818? You go to mission, do all the things to, you know, be able to go into yeah, temple. Either, either you do that or you're not a part of this family. Like right. you're, you're literally cut out. So it's, it's, so I, I question sometimes some of the, the things, but it, it makes a little bit of sense. The, the partnership in that Boy Scouts have this civic, you know, like do good and, and do good for your community. But then it's like, oh, but only for other, you know, people like us, white Mormons and shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I did scouts for a bit. I never went like all the way through high school and Eagle Scouts and all that jazz. And it was even a bigger deal when, when like more kids did scouts as a percentage when I was younger than do now. But even then I was a little bit like the fuck with this shit. <laughs> I never did Girl Scouts so though. That definitely was not a, uh... Yeah, popping in Flatbush, saying. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my wasn't my John, Mm-mm. the Scouts. So uh, Don Blankenship, uh, he actually lost. We're, we're recording late. This is uh, say Wednesday. What day is this? Thursday. I don't know what fucking day this. But Don Blankenship lost the West Virginia. Um, I think it was a GOP primary, but uh, he was a. Uh, fucking hot mess <laughs> to say the least to say uh, the least there's a couple of things that were interesting one he was just like literally like used 
epithets, and I, I, I don't even want to repeat it, but re- regarding a uh, person of Asian descent, Mitch McConnell's um, wife's father uh, referred to Mitch McConnell as cocaine Mitch because of some uh, purported issue with this father's shipping company and, and drugs that were found. Uh, when was called out, and this is again before the election, said, uh, and again, I'm just going to read his, his words, uh, we're confused on our staff as to how this can be racist when there's no mention of race. There's no race. Races are Negro, white, Caucasian, Hispanic, Asian. There's no mention of race. I never used a race word. Mm. So it sounds like a lovely guy. Yeah. Uh, and another couple of points. I have never, to, pre-24, I've never heard of anyone, much less the president of the United States, not f- endorsing somebody, but actually like telling you not to vote for somebody else, right? So it was a GOP primary and they're just like, well, please not, don't, don't let Blankenship win. And so Trump went out and like bashed Blankenship, didn't endorse the other two dudes, but was basically like, please don't vote for Blankenship. And basically couched it in a, if we want to win, we can't vote for Blankenship. Mm. Almost as if not like this dude's a horrible person. He went to jail for a year because of a mining disaster that killed people, like literally felonious, like uh, operating of a mind that killed people, right? He's a criminal mm. and he's using epithets and all this horrible things. No, 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 no. We just can't win with this. Like he didn't even repudiate the guy. Just like we can't win with this guy. So that I thought was outrageous. And then as he's clearly losing, as the night's like ending, it's like almost over. A, a few things that I just couldn't like, you can't write this shit. Fucking Mitch McConnell's social media team tweets a picture to Don Blankenship of Narcos, the the drug show with like a poof of white cocaine going all over yes. the place. And instead of Narcos, it says Don. And then instead of the main cast, it's got Mitch McConnell. And it's like, you know, thanks for playing, Don. Better luck next time. Like literally, like what the entire fuck? And then on the night of his like clear losing, his concession included, well, tonight at midnight, my my probation ends and a couple of days I'll get my guns back and I can go to like Bermuda and stuff. So either way I win. Mm. <laughs> like what the fuck? And apparently he's still taking pot shots at uh, Mitch McConnell because of the Narcos tweet, you know, even after losing. Uh, P.S. Mitch McConnell's cocaine tweet is just one more proof that he is not an American person. Thousands die from cocaine use year after year. And he thinks it's funny this family shipping business hauls cocaine on the high seas. It's not funny. It's sickening. Like, okay, Don Blankenship. Yeah. Take it easy, Blankenship. He, uh, he also penned a letter uh, to Trump. You know, that he spread fake news, interfered with the West Virginia vote because Trump kind of said, don't vote for this guy. He just doesn't want to go down. But obviously the whole whole thing was just like Circus Maximus. Not that this guy's fucking horrible. Not that y'all fucking backed fucking Roy Moore. But like, we just can't win with this guy. That was win at all costs. This notion. But yeah, Don Blankenship was the gift that gave for, for a couple of weeks on the GOP Virginia primary. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So Melania Trump rolled out her Be Best pamphlet. <laughs> just, so many people have already said so much shit about it. Like, I almost feel like you could just give the highlights. I'm not even going to talk about it, to be honest, because I don't have much to say about it. It's garbage. It literally was first published on the Obama administration like five years ago. They literally just changed a couple of icons on it and like the name on the, the, the data on the cover, like the title. But what I really want to talk about is this horrendous logo. Even the even the be best the name like it it's not even if 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 any other first lady had come out with like I don't want to call it broken English but like what the fuck not be your best be the best 
it's be better, be best. It almost doesn't make sense. It doesn't make grammatically. Sense. Grammatically, it doesn't make. It, it sense. conveys nothing. I'm like, is best an acronym? What's best stand for? I, I was hoping it was an acronym. So now you, I know you have quite a few design uh, opinions. Well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that it literally looks like somebody used the um, the paintbrush tool on MS Paint to make it, and it's horrible. And well, you know, she designed it herself. She designed it herself, and it looks like shit. And I. Every designer, every graphic designer I know has like posted about it. every time I post about it, just it like visually it's it like makes my eye twitch because every design decision that she made is horrible. And yeah, I just I, I don't know how you have it's horrible. Let's see, there's a B and E, yeah, an S and a T. You have four letters. Yeah. <laughs> there's only four letters. Correct. And how do you have different fonts for two different versions of B it's and not two a different font. versions it was of drawn. E? It's not a fun. But that's crazy. I'm aware. I don't mean to be ableist, but that's that's that that is visually not how you do things. It isn't, and it's terrible. To have like it's almost like Arial on one line and fucking Calibri on another. Like what? It's, it's terrible. And then the thing I don't understand these things, but there's like words to them. You you've used them before. The spacing, what do you call it? The kerneling between everything. Like yeah. the, the 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 words are jammed on top of each other. They're like, and then the thing that they unveiled was like. A bed sheet. Mm. I, I, it was the, and I'm not, hey, listen, you know what? A lot of conservative people are upset and they're saying that liberals only support women if it's liberal women. We're not talking about her as a person. We're talking about the actual output and content of the work that she's she's putting forth as the first lady of the United States. And can we even like the hypocrisy of talking about being a certain way on social media when you're married to the fucking bully in chief? Like what the entire fuck? Absolutely. Be best. Be best. Be better, Donald. Be any. I just the whole thing, and I'm. I just. I. I, I we can get off of it, but I just. It's so horrible. The logo's ugly. The, it, it's plagiarism, anyways. Just slapping your own name on something, and also it's just a matter of time before people are heralding that as like some sort of like stroke of genius on Melania's part to not like waste more government dollars to <laughs> you know redo something. Because didn't she plagiarize her entire speech too? Yeah, she did. It was at the convention. Bad. That'll be her new thing. Like, oh, she's too busy to to actually do the work, so she takes other people's. It's brilliant. It's, it's smart. So brilliant. She's 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 master organized person or whatever. Anyways, fucking irritating. Smoke weed it, weed it, weed it. Oh, oh weed it, weed it, weed it. All right. <laughs> uh, I think that's you, isn't it? Uh, oh yeah, I was just trying to pull up my my palette. I can talk here. about that. No, Center City, Philadelphia, and I didn't see it other than uh, I saw it and was like, oh my god. So we know. Philly has not legalized weed, but they've decriminalized it. Krasner's done a great job. In fact, haven't they even started to release people? What, have, what they've done more than the average bear. They in did decriminalization first, um, and then now Larry's pushing to um, have misdemeanors anybody who's it, who was charged with small possession amounts to be um, set out. So, but then how can there be? And now does. Pennsylvania or Philly have medical marijuana? They do. They have medical marijuana. Oh, they did pass since, February. since February. Um, yeah, okay. dispensing it. Um, but Philadelphia itself had not had one um, within the city limits. And so four shops are coming and um, they're coming. Wow. Fishtown. All, oh, white, all white dudes owning a lot of Of course. Sure. Come on. Let's, let's not be crazy. Okay. Fishtown makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And this is funny because the Inquirer put this and it's like a plan to open a pharmacist can dispensary near Philadelphia Mills. Um, It's called Franklin Mills. Northeast Philadelphia's Bustleton neighborhood. Yep. Those are all all stomping grounds. Cruise Town Road. Uh-huh. South Philly Keystone. 
dispensary with inside of the stadium complex. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. But none of them are downtown. They're not in the business. No. Well, districts. one's on Sansom, so that one might be. Where's that one? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, oh, you're right. Freaky's Pub. Yep, right there. 1200. That's, oh, that's, definitely, da- that's, that's, that's right downtown. downtown. Mm-hmm. That's down downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yep. So there you go. Interesting. Mm hmm. All right, Philly. So there you go, Philly. Weed news. Weed news. Mm-hmm. Let me see if my thing's working again. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I fucking go. So uh, this one, I don't even know if you read the whole story. The headline is is sufficiently grotesque enough. Florida police shoot and kill black man, then go to the funeral home and attempt to unlock phone using his fingerprint. No line they won't cross, uh, at least not in the case uh, where Largo, Florida police shot and killed 30-year-old black man during a traffic stop, only to later go to a funeral home days before the victim's burial and attempt to use his fingerprint to unlock his phone as part of an investigation. And I'm going to put quotes on investigation as a part of investigation as to smear the individual to justify having killed him, because that's what they do. According to ABC News, the attorney representing the family of Linus Phillip confirmed that two detectives went to the funeral home days before Phillip's funeral service and held his hand up to his iPhone's fingerprint Mm -hmm. sensor in the cold mm-hmm. storage at the funeral home. Wow. However, attorney John Trevena said the attempt was not successful. Nonetheless, Phillips' loved ones are furious at the insult that was added to the irreversible injury. Um, so they were allowed to pull him out of the refrigerator and use a dead man's finger to get in his phone. It's disgusting, his girlfriend and his mother said. Uh, Victoria Armstrong told ABC Affiliate, we are fighting to find out what happened. Uh, the fu- funeral home body uh, where Phillips' body was held did not respond to requests for comment. However, police Lieutenant Randall Cheney confirmed detectives did attempt to unlock the Phillips' Uh, unlock Phillips' phone using the dead man's fingerprint, claiming detectives didn't think they would need a warrant as there is no expectation of privacy after death. Mm. Wow. For black people. There's no expectation of, of anything. Just, I'm so fucking sick of cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, this next one, uh, you can read it, but this I one will. really fucking pissed me off. Well, you know, if Illinois legalizes marijuana, Drew... What happens to the pot-sniffing dogs? Training court cases could affect about 275 certified narcotic detection canines. We're very concerned about what's going to happen to them. It's going to be um, law enforcement officials fear job losses for hundreds of officers, specifically the four-legged kind. Police agencies spend thousands of dollars and months of training to teach dogs how to sniff out and alert officers to the presence of marijuana, heroin, cocaine, and other drugs. If pot become, use becomes legal, the dogs would likely either have to be retrained, which some handlers say is impossible or impractical, or retired. God forbid. Macon County Sheriff Howard, Bar- Howard Buffett said the biggest thing for law enforcement is you're going to have to replace all of your dogs. Honestly. So to me, it's a giant step forward for drug leaders, dealers, and a giant step backward for law enforcement and the residents of the community. The the fucking because the dogs are gonna to, lose to their jobs. Sympathy for fucking dogs is in like again. There well, are, it's smart because white people really love dogs. They do, but they're they're not they're effectively not showing you what they're arguing against, which is the fucking war on drugs that incarcerates and decimates black people and brown people's fucking lives, fucking lives. We got dogs. I love fucking dogs. I'll put my dog in a cage all fucking day long. I'll fucking pop it on the nose when he fucking poops in the fucking house. It's a fucking dog. It ain't more important than a fucking human. It ain't more important than thousands of people's families. 
They're arguing for fucking dogs. It reminded me of the time you were in Jersey working for bail reform. And we, you literally had a bill that was going to change cash bail in a drastic way. They had support from fucking, what was the shitty governor? Fucking Christie. Big, big old Christie. You had support from the prosecuting fucking association. Everybody, everybody. The state's attorney general. Yep. Every fucking, the bar, every goddamn person was in favor of making this change except one, and it was bail bondsmen. Yep. And they stood up there in court and like, but we're going to lose, uh, 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 we're going to stop paying taxes. Literally. We're gonna, you're going to lose income on our, it's clearly, our taxes. It's clearly going to make be less money for me and for us, and that means we're going to give less money to the state. And I just, in the same sense, I don't know how you fucking wake up and literally argue for your money or a four-legged fucking animal over people's lives. I just don't get it. I, that's the most disgustingly callous thing ever. Fuck these people. Fuck all cops. So we got a new segment, unfortunately. Lamentably. There has been... You know, the the joke is, quote unquote, while black, you know, driving while black, eating while black, Starbucksing while black, golfing while black. The list goes on and on and on. Now we've got napping at Yale while black. So we thought um, we loved this song and Leslie wanted to bring it back. So we've got a a new segment, uh, While Black. I love that song too, but I feel like the these folks are too black in, in most of these instances. Well, here's the, the thing. White the reason why I thought the song was important because really, like it, we're always too black. It doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah. for white people, so that's how it comes. But I wanted to do start off this this new segment with um, an update on the golfing while black story that we covered on the last show, uh, where the black women were members of a golf club and they were called because they weren't playing fast enough. Uh, the police were called on them. Well, in the days after the white golf course owner called police on five African-American women, they say we're not playing fast enough. A Pennsylvania state senator has called for an investigation into incident and the club is losing local business. Good. On April 21st, the women were told blah, blah, blah. Video footage taken by uh, one of the women shows the club owner saying he had been timing the women. He interrupts them in a mocking tone and tells the women to leave before the police arrived. Um, when you see these African-American women dealing with this issue for so many, it brings back this very long, very troubled history of racism and sexism and the denial of people's humanity, says State Senator Vincent Hughes, uh, Democrat. It's 2018. Uh, shout out to Vincent Hughes, who is married to a Jamaican beauty, uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Shout out. Wait with my bell. Wait my bell. On Wednesday, Hughes sent a letter to the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission requesting an investigation into incident in Grandview. In the letter, Hughes states that uh, women believe they were asked to leave the course because of their race and gender. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, along with the state's Human Relations Commission and Governor's Advisory Commission on African American Affairs, issued a statement Thursday condemning racial discrimination in public places, including the arrest of two black men at a Philadelphia Starbucks and the incident in Glenville. We urge business managers and owners to reflect upon the treatment of individuals who seek to patronize your business the statement read um 
On Monday, the club's owner, J.J. Cronister, whose husband, Jordan, was one of the people who confronted the women, told the New York Daily Record that in the past, quote, players who have not followed the rules, specifically pace of play, have voluntarily left at our request, um, as our scorecard states. In this instance, the members refused to leave, so we called the police to ensure an amicable result. Just, just listen to that. We called the police to ensure an amicable resort. And we talked about this with our friend Takiya last night, that 45's administration has given white folk this this sense of ownership. And then there's this other thing about the alacrity and the, the willingness to use the police to enact our safety in every fucking instance. It's gotten just out of fucking hand. That's why this fucking segment exists. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, I hope that this uh, calling the cops on black folk irrationally as a white person, I hope we start seeing more shaming and actual consequences of that because almost every one of the instances, you know, the black people, the Airbnb one, we saw their picture. Name. Well, here's the real thing about it is that it's only getting to that point here because of the public pressure and because it looks bad. Yeah. These things were happening before. Absolutely. You know, and, oh, and they're getting caught on video. And they, uh, Yeah. So I just feel like it's, it's not just that they're caught on video. Cause I do think that like a couple of years ago, this being caught on video would have went viral, but it wouldn't have shamed the actual people that were involved because people would have explained it away. But now that we have it in the context of, the Trump era, it's a lot harder for people to ignore the realities of things because of who's sitting in the White House, who, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all the other things that have been going on. It's no, kind I, of like, I think it, you're right. It's been going on. It feels like and maybe it's one of these things like it's only being reported more because it's being captured more. But it feels like there's this little bit of people are more emboldened about their whiteness and, and enforcing their white comfort mm. and um, willing to use the police as a, as a cudgel against black folk. You know, like I know it's been going on, but it just seems like it's literally like, I'll call the cops. Like, that's just like, it's the new, I want to speak to a manager. It's mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. Yep. 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 Um, so well, I and, think, and so I, hope they, I hope they get the, the wine train lawyer. They need that lawyer. <laughs> them women is rich, they bitch. Hey, they got money, honey. Was that the end of the, the golf? Update? That's the end. That was the up golf update. Just uh, letting y'all know the government has gotten involved now and they're losing significant amounts of business. I, I, I would bet that they'll sell the, the club within a year. So that's just my prediction. On yeah. I mean, when it, uh, we've seen that happen now with two football, uh, two sports teams. The was it NBA? Uh, who was it? The Clippers had to sell because their dude was all racist. And then here yep. in Carolina, uh, the Panthers are you know selling because they can't operate under a openly racist a hole. Mm. Uh, so on this list, uh, and what would you call it? Just while black? Yeah, while black. <laughs> uh, so moving while black. Moving while black. Oh, yeah. we can't yeah. move now, y'all. Yeah, Upper West Side, apparently, even. You can't move. Uh, but so uh, Definitely not there. After spending several years working on Capitol Hill in the White House with the Obama administration, mm. uh, Darren Martin uh, recently made the move back to New York, getting a job with the city, finding a unit in a five-story walk-up on the Upper West Side. On moving day this past Friday, Martin got an unexpected visit from the NYPD. Uh, in my partner, you know, but uh, you can't go anywhere without cops following you, Martin said during the encounter he live streamed on Instagram. Turns out someone called 911 to report a burglary in progress. And the suspect was the building's brand new tenant, Martin. Uh, so he's literally like, somebody called the cops on me on my own fucking building the day I'm moving in. Mm. Like, literally, it had six people show up. And on the video, uh, one of the cops had their two-way radio turned up. Yeah. And you can hear the dispatch saying that somebody was trying to break in the door with a possible weapon, a large tool. Mm-hmm. Really? Because he's got a fucking key to the thing and the door's open. Like, what do white people see? Like, I Whatever don't, I, they want. It must be. 
you know, and that, that's the other thing too. Like there's, I just fuck away people. I'm so sick of it. It is. Next up, we have barbecuing by Wild Black. Uh, this actually has a video that comes along with this, but a white woman called out uh, for racially targeting black men having a barbecue. This was in Oakland, California. A white woman approached a black man named Deacon for having a barbecue grill at Lake Merritt today. I'm going to press play. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Uh, now she don't want to talk. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk now. Uh, it's illegal to have a charcoal grill in the park here. No, it's not actually. I just yeah, looked at the it map. Is. It says this is a designated barbecue area. No, if you, it, not for a charcoal grill. No charcoal grills are allowed. Do you want to see it? it you must not have looked up. What kind of like, grill are you not allowed? And why are you so bent out of shape over them? Because there? it, it causes no. extra money from our city to uh-huh. do things when children get injured because of an improperly disposed home. So are you saying that they're going to hurt children out here? or I mean, like, what? what is the, with this... There's laws yeah, about this rest. park, and I know the laws about them. this park. And charcoal grills are not allowed here. <laughs> so they should go buy a new grill because I, I just looked they at it and it doesn't be doing say anything. Charcoal grills in here. I don't care. What are you sure? Are you it. sure it's not because you don't want black people being out here? It has nothing to do with their race. It seems like a new Jim Crow going on because for some reason every time I see it, black people are the ones targeted regarding barbecuing at the lake. And you're a perfect example of it right now. It's this way women ain't playing, y'all. Sitting out here just chilling. And, and this whole setup is real clean. I don't see it. They're not, it's, it's they don't not have loud music. You want to call the police on them. I have called You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday at the lake. Yes. I just looked at the map and it said this map is fine to barbecue. No, it's not. It does. Not for charcoal. Not a cut. You can have a non-charcoal grill, but not a charcoal grill. Oh, she knows this woman. She's been calling her by her name. problem with Oakland today. This, this this lady right here wants to sit here and call the police so, hey, so on them for having a barbecue at the lake as if this is not normal. That's the He's showing her like, look, you can have a barbecue here and it's fine. Yeah, and she just sitting out here. She just sitting out here. And I just looked and the map says it's fine to barbecue. It doesn't say anything about cold. She two hours. Two hours. She's, She's been out there for two hours. Out of this little barbecue no, 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 right honey. here. No. They're not even doing a big event. Go home with your potato salad. This is where you can have a grill. That's another black lady that's there. My whole thing about her going with, I'm going to stop playing it here. We'll have the link in the notes and everything. And you can watch the whole video because she was there for literally two hours. But my thing about it is this. It's like, it's like that. I was talking about this shit last night at dinner, Drew, about how every time I I, I fly a lot, y'all know I'm traveling usually at least two weeks a month, sometimes up to four. Um, that I fly a lot and I rack up miles. I get upgraded a ton because of the amount of time I spend on planes. And 80% of the time that I get upgraded to first class, when they call first class and I get up to get on, some white woman will either stop me or say something to me to the effect of, oh, they just called, they only call first class or that this is just for first class. She don't work there. She don't know me. She don't got nothing to do with anything going on. She just a regular ass passenger getting on the plane that felt the need to police what the fuck I was doing. So I started just literally asking them when they do it now. I just go, do you work here? And then they have this blank look in their face. And I'm like, okay. And I walk away because 
I'm, I've just gone to, I used to like get angry with them. I used to, I, now I just ask a very simple question. Do you work here? Because if you don't work here, I don't even need to actually address you. The the one white woman that was filming it and, and being incredulous and, and shout out to her for actually like sticking up to this like yeah, other and filming white lady it too. and filming it. Yeah. But she called her by her name. She did. She did Monica. Monica. And then like, she even said, no, I think when she said that she was talking about the other woman, the black woman that was oh, there. Oh, okay. Because actually brought the phone over. I was like, we looked it up like blah, 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 blah. And then, he, and, and then, yeah, the, the whole thing is just beyond. <sighs> beyond. Next, we have sleeping while black. Black student reported to Yale Police Department for napping in dormitory common room. Yale police officers on Monday evening interrogated a black graduate student, Lolade Siabola. Um, she's graduating in uh, next year for more than 15 minutes after a white graduate student reported her to the police for sleeping in the HDS common room. You're in a Yale building and we need to make sure that you belong there. Belong here, one of the officers said to her. She recorded the incident. The incident gained significant traction on social media after she posted the two videos on um, on Facebook. Uh, One of her interactions with the white student and another of her interactions with the police. As of Tuesday evening, a video showing her interaction with police has garnered a ton of views. Um, I deserve to be here. I paid tuition just like everybody else. I'm not going to justify my existence here. Um, She told the police officers in the video after she was asked to sit tight while they verified her student information. I'm not going to be harassed. So a couple of things. This white woman has a history of this. Yep. And, And again, like literally I'm team get racist fired all day. And if you're going to fucking have the, the, the white audacity to call the police on a black person for just fucking being in a space. Cause that's what it is, right? Let's literally it's black, you know, quote unquote, while black golf. It's not about that. It's being black in a space that white people think you don't deserve to be in that white people think they have ownership over. And we need to start literally putting those people's fucking names and faces out there. Like literally, I'm so glad she got this bitch's fucking face right on camera saying it and that, that yep. other people are like, yo, she's been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. This is a pattern of behavior. And at what point do you really start to say like, hey, this is a waste of resources. Yep. This is not good for our fucking campus security to be coming out for your fucking racial insecurity. That's a, that's a waste of money. Like if you fall a, f- a false claim in other ways, it's, it's you, you got to pay. Right. If I like, oh, I've been kidnapped and it turns out I was on a bender in fucking Vegas. Like they'll fucking make me pay money for that. Like you can't just do that kind of shit. So, yeah, I'm all for getting these people fucking ousted. The the other two things, she had a key to the room, went into her room, was like, look, click, click, click. I fucking live here. But they didn't like that her ID had her uh, preferred name, mm. like a nickname, you know, yeah. like my name's Andrew, but I go by fucking Drew. Like, right. <laughs> like, oh, how come your driver's license says Andrew, but your name is Drew? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? And they had an issue with her official school database not having the same exact spelling of her name on her ID. Mm. So that took another 20 minutes, despite her having a key and fucking like, you know, here I live here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we referenced it uh, a moment ago, but Airbnb. Airbnb black. and Wild Black. And this one, I got to be honest, this kind of like, I don't want to say hit home or scared me, but like you and your blue organizing group and other black friends will Airbnb frequently. Frequently. And there's- We or, like to be together. There's five or six of you. Yep. And if you want to have an Airbnb that has literally five rooms and three bedrooms, it's a it's probably a bigger house. Yeah. And it might be in a, a wider neighborhood or space. Yep. That happens. Yeah, it does. And you're in these a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I, I'm, 
again, it makes me mad that the black women that were here at the Airbnb, their names are on the, the, the lead of the Airbnb article or starts with their names, but doesn't mention the white neighbor or the woman that owns the Airbnb. Um, but seven police cars showed up. Mm-hmm. Seven. And a helicopter. Yeah, and said that they were uh, tracking by helicopter. Uh, and, and again, um, I don't want to put her pain by playing it, you know, because she Facebook lived it. Um, but it starts out almost like, Okay, come on. This has got to be like a joke. And then as it goes on and on and on and on, uh, just obviously is less and less comfortable. But yeah, they were detained for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. The detective didn't know what Airbnb was. Despite them showing the rental agreement, the fucking like all the stuff. It was just atrocious. And the, the, the icing on the cake was the Airbnb owner said this could all have been avoided if they had just been friendlier and smiled. And that to me is just like, mm. it's more than insult on icing on the cake. It's like, you got you like, this incident happened. Your neighbor is shitty. Rather than you saying, yeah, my, my, my neighbor is a, a shitty racist person and they over, overreacted. They could have said that. They, they could have just said, you know what? I, I'm ashamed. My, my, my neighbor overreacted. I'm so sorry. But nope. Oh, these black women should have smiled as if that would have done something different. As if seven cop cars wouldn't have showed up. Yeah. With helicopters. I'm, yeah, that, the thing I wanted to talk about is like this, the the response of just like, oh, well, this could have been avoided if they had just waved. No, it wouldn't have. Because then it would have been, well, they're, they're, they smile strangely at me. Uh, they had a strange smile that they gave me. They didn't smile big enough. They didn't smile wide enough. Their smile was too big. Their smile was too... Literally, there's no context in which this racist ass neighbor of yours wouldn't have found whatever was going on suspicious. She decided it was suspicious. Yeah, so now the they're in the article, this is new, I hadn't seen this, they've updated it, that the police have deemed it, and this is what they always do. Yeah. When, when something happens, there's this sort of, you know, white supremacy kind of like helps each other out and the cops are right in there. So they've, through reasonable inquiries, officers have determined that the residence was an unlicensed Airbnb. And I'd like to know what an unlicensed Airbnb means. Because you can put any more fucking old shit up on Airbnb and it's an air fucking B&B. Yeah. Maybe your your town has some regulations. I don't know. But yeah. So they keep now referring to it as an unlicensed Airbnb. And because it was an unlicensed Airbnb. What does um, that got to do with anything? They didn't know they didn't even know what Airbnb was, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's fucking irrelevant. Ugh. All right, the last one for today, because I'm getting I'm getting hot under the collar, is dining while black. IHOP calls diner the N word on a receipt and apologizes with a ten dollar gift card. Oh, is that all the racially tinged epithet on your receipt is worth? Yes, 10 bucks? the N I G G A was what they put in for the name. It was a to go order. Uh, hmm. She seemed distraught and upset when she showed it to me. This is her teenage daughter had went and picked it up. And of course, they got me pissed off. The teen called the chain to complain about the slur. Days later, she received a $10 gift card in the mail. I think that's what really made her mad. Her mother said of all the things you could call someone, you call them that. And then the way you deal with it is by giving them $10. In the mail. In the mail. Sorry, we ruined your entire fucking, you know, whatever for a great period of time. I'm sorry, this incident will scar you for probably quite a bit. Here's 10 bucks. To come back to the place that fucking harmed you. Yep. Thanks. I guess. Yeah, that, that I don't know if we can do that episode that that segment every uh every week, babe. That's that's heavy. Yep. Where's my where's 
my white people music. White people, I get bullied in school. I can't wait till I'm a cop so I can bully you. White people. Hey. White people. God damn it. Fucking white people. So, uh, close to him, Camden, uh, South Jersey, a mm-hmm. uh, football coach at a uh, Catholic school was uh, fired and uh, is claiming that it's racism in so many of the students. Uh, let's see if I can get to the article. Uh, Friday morning, days after Camden Catholic football coach. Uh, that's the update. So start lower. Oh, that's sorry. The update. That's, oh, they have right. two updates and then the, the story itself. Sorry. I can't, I, my computer, it's got, it's one of the pages with like 52 ads popping up. Um, what's the coach's name? Strom has been a coach at Catholic Camden High School, has gone 34 and six with a 34 and two record against South Jersey team. So since this man has been hired, he's gone 34 and six. So clearly performance is not at issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at issue is the racial makeup of the team mm-hmm. because it's a Jersey Catholic uh, team they wanted to be obviously whiter yep. and uh, the higher ups deacons and, and bishops and whatever's in, in the uh, school would ask him repeatedly how's the freshman re- re- class look how does this person how about that person made comments about how black the team was and now has been fired yeah like every time they'd mention like yep. people that tried out are they black or are they white He's like, why are you asking me that? This is so weird. Never received a poor teaching review. Uh, has three evaluations. He provided the career post from 2015 to 17 uh, that support this assertion, right? So never had any sort of problem whatsoever. Just uh, didn't like that he was putting black kids on the team and they were doing well, I guess. So what's the update? The update is the students have fought back uh, Friday morning, days after he was let go. A group of students rallied this outside the school. They chanted, we want Strom. What do we want? Justice. When do we want it now? And Black Lives Matter. Strom alleged alleged the school officials pressured him about the racial makeup of the football team. The school has denied that. But of course, um, you know, the students, they they feel that that's why. They have signs that says, we matter. We will not be... Um, silenced uh we want justice honk for strom so they're rallying so they walked out 22 students yeah good for nice and discuss your performance throughout the year when your contract has made it the reservation hoped you would address these concerns in a positive manner oh so they're giving him these are the 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 reasons they're they're using for he didn't he didn't wear the right dress professional dress violations three of the things are related to his dress violations disrespect to the president after being questioned on your professional dress So like, first of all, like someone saying you look funny and then you saying, why are you saying I look funny? That's, That's two violations. Leaving class early at the end of the day to prepare. Okay. Leaving your class. Now the- to prepare for golf. He's the golf coach, the golf team coach, to be clear. Leaving- I just want to mention that in the context. Cause- yeah, yeah, I meant prepare for his like coaching activities. Yeah. Leaving your class in the hallway and not providing instruction while you were talking to a college coach. <laughs> Confronting again a faculty member in front of students and allowing students to leave a classroom in the middle of instruction and hang out in other areas of the school. Mm-hmm. So he's a cool teacher is what you're saying. Y'all got a problem with him now because the black kids like him. Low key. All of those things. Tell me that. Because the, one, they're not going to police no white kids being in other parts of the school anyway. And they wasn't winning before. Like literally, literally. he's like fucking like 36 and fucking whatever. Really like gross. <laughs> Y'all trash for real. And these are the ones where, like, uh, and again, I know it happens, and it's always been happening. And I think maybe things are just coming more to light. But the egregiousness with which this school doesn't think there'll be any repercussions, mm-hmm. where it's like it's pretty 
I think pretty obvious and because it's a school and he's a teacher, you get into like EEOC. There's like civil different, he, the, the, the individual has a lot of different courses of action and for the school to be so blazing is just like, good Lord, good Lord. So, uh, this is no longer white people moving along. But uh, green card marriage interview. Yeah, so I saw this uh, green card uh, marriage interview. Can you pass that? Would your relationship stand up to the scrutiny of the American government? Take the test. So I thought we could maybe just talk a lot about it and see if we would pass the test. So the first part um, starts as like here's a, they have a sampling of the questions gathered from immigration lawyers that you can test with your partner. In the real world, officers can separate applicants to make sure they're not gaming the system. The questions will get more difficult as we go on. Okay. The wow. first one, I'm going to just read through these because I don't think we need to. These, I, I could these will be very, yeah, these will be very easy hand. for us just because we've been together so long. But how did you meet? How soon after you meet did, met did you start dating? How did you meet each other's families? How did you decide to get married? Where did you buy the ring? Et cetera, et cetera. The goal is to tell the immigrant officer your love story so I feel like that's the part that's probably easier to fake because those questions are like the things you would make up in a fake relationship right sure okay so in the approaching interviews in approaching interviews immigration officers assume the relationship is a fraud the green card process is long and drawn out and the burden of proof is on the couple anyone caught lying could face prison time and a fine up to $250,000 the immigrant could also be barred from getting a marriage based green card ever again We've seen much more scrutiny around marriages lately. Depending on the interview, an immigration officer might also go ask more difficult questions. Here's one. Draw me a diagram of your bedroom. No problem. How do you enter your home? Easy. What subway does your spouse take? This is obviously specific to a subway full. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you do last night? No. What did you do for Christmas? No. What gift did you give your spouse? When was the last time you your spouse saw the mother-in-law? Where did you first meet your spouse's brothers and sisters? Do you remember those things? Uh, I know all of mine. I first met your sister in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and I first met uh, your mom and uh, her then paramour uh, when they came to Chicago for a visit. Yep. And then I met um, the rest of your sisters. Uh, I won't say their names. Uh, when I went to Christmas for the first time and you picked up your wedding dress. Yep, that's true. And what about you? I met um, your younger brother like very quickly because um, he was living in he was the living city. there. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. met very fast. And your older brother, I don't think I met until we went to um, your younger brother's um, choir concert um, his last year in college. We took a train down. Yeah, they came um, up from. Uh, they, they that came was your first time meeting both him and both my sister-in-law. And, yeah, and they weren't married yet, or they had yeah, just, they gotten just got married. married. They just gotten married. They just got yeah, married. Yeah, because I remember you went like right after we started dating is when they got married. And it was interesting because it was like I didn't. Our relationship was such that if the wedding was local, I would have asked you to the wedding. Right, but because it was out of town and I was like a groomsman, mm-hmm. I thought asking you would put. Undue pressure. I, yeah, because no, it, it was my family. Was, it was way too soon. It's too soon. For too sure. Soon. For sure, too soon. I remember that. Yeah, okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> does your spouse have any tattoos or hospitalizations? Uh, we know the answer to both of those. Mm-hmm. Visit your, the officer could also do a number of things. Visit your home or park outside to see if you actually both live there. Talk to your neighbors and dive into your public records. Wow. It's pretty right. fucking astringent. Draw a diagram of your bedroom and how do you enter your home? I mean, I feel like those are things you wouldn't think to fake. So if that's that, that would be a good way. Because if you are sharing a bedroom together, that would be an easy thing to do. 
Yeah. You Y'all should, live together. If you've you been should, in this bedroom more than yes. a few times, it <laughs> shouldn't should be hard to do. You should be able to draw it pretty easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, oh, my gosh. I just saw this white woman calling um, on the barbecue sobs that she's the victim of harassment. Hold on. <coughs> oh, the white woman that called the cops on the barbecue yeah. folks. Yeah. You've the got bay. to be kidding me. Of course, because that's how it's that's full circle. Now she's the victim. <coughs> she's misunderstood. She didn't. You, she didn't mean it that way. She was just trying to protect the children, even though she was wow. out there for two hours. And now she's being attacked. Wow. And I'm not racist. One of my friends I'm is not black. Racist guys. I wasn't raised that way. I'm not racist guys. My mom didn't raise me to be racist. I don't have a racist bone in my body. Stop. Please you tell me when you're harassing the car back. Hey girls, can you throw this away for me? Oh, I don't oh understand. That's why I need a police we officer to come. Oh my god! Come, I, come I don't know. We're That's having why. a barbecue at the lake on a Sunday. Hey, Please, rapper, I'm so scared. Oh, look at this drama. Yes, she was not acting like this minute ago. She started crying as soon as the police picked up. Oh my gosh! Footage of her stealing my card. They keep following me. They keep following me because I'm following them. Oh my gosh! Wow, that video is terrible. <laughs> And honestly, I'm not trying to give like men a pass or nothing, but these have always been white women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, well, you know, it's funny. This article came out this week in, I think, uh, from the, uh, no, Australian, Australian writer, uh, indigenous writer wrote um, an article about the weaponization of white women tears. It came out a couple of days ago. Really great piece. Really great article. Um, and of course, we've all been like, no doy. Like, yep. They sure do do that. But the funny thing is their response from white women has they just been so like, how so we can't be emotional now, bitch. Is that what she said? Anyway, speaking of white women, Grey's Anatomy's Sarah Drew urges angry fans to stop attacking her co-star, Kelly McCreary. Sarah Drew said a stern message for Grey's Anatomy fans lay off Kelly McCreary. I have to say something to some of you. I say some because I know that many of you are not participating in this. Look, I know these characters mean so much to you. Believe me, they mean a lot to me too, but I do not feel defended when you attack my friends. My beautiful, loving, loyal sister Kelly is a brilliant, fiercely talented team member who always shows up and dedicates herself to the story she's asked to tell please stop attacking her for doing her job when you hurt her you hurt me wait a minute they're attacking her because of her relationship with jackson yes and because uh she's she's uh she's about to be killed spoiler alert it's not really a spoiler because it's been in the preview so but but they're really mad because she's with jackson yes get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. and are these white women that are mad come on <laughs> And nobody, nobody but white women is out here shipping J-Pro. That's all I know. Everybody else is like, please get this bitch off the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. End of story. Uh, I wanted to mention two shows, uh, first episodes that I watched a little early on Stars. Vida, which I'm very excited about. It's about two um, Latinx women who uh, have to move back to their hometown, their barrio in California that's rapidly gentrifying after their mother dies. A lot ensues from there, but it's on stars. It's called Vida, V-I-D-A, and it's amazing. And it's uh, the first um, show like this. Latinx the entire writers, right room, yeah. writing room is Latinx. It's uh, the EP and head writer uh, and showrunner is a Latinx woman. It's beautiful show. I really recommend it highly. And also uh, one that centers around a white woman, but it's called Sweet Bitter. And it's actually something I think you would enjoy. It's about uh, a woman who moves to New York City and gets um, swept into the restaurant industry at a, at a high class restaurant mm. um, in like the 90s. So pre cell phones, pre smart, pre smartphones. Okay. And it's 
very interesting because it kind of each it's only six episodes and each episode is about a different um, taste center. So the first one was called Salt. And it's kind of this awakening of this girl through the restaurant business and kind of how her world expands from there, because um, unlike now, I, I feel like two of the things that I think are hallmarks of why it's great that it's set when it is one, the advent of the cell phone where your experiences were meant to be just experienced, not necessarily recorded, uh, you know, shared, seen out elsewhere. And that's very different than it is now. And also, um, I think then the restaurant industry wasn't quite as like professional a space everybody there was like they were trying to do something else and then doing this and i feel like now that's not the case anymore people are very professional in in a restaurant like this now and that's their that's their job their profession um at all the levels you know yeah anyways i really like both of those so check them out on stars i'm just laughing you said pre-cell phone days before you and I are predated cell phone days and we had those talkabouts. Yeah. The little fucking like texting kind texting, of daily vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love those things. I love them too. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice to be able to it was here's what it was. It was kinda like a a group chat, but with just you and me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. like group chat functions like that. Now you have a bunch of friends and your group chat and you go back and forth. But yeah. That was silly. Mm-hmm. Talkabouts. <sighs> yeah. Then we bought. Then we got. We got real and got cell phones. Yep. So uh, what else we got? Uh, uh, just one. Black Panther's out. We started watching yep. it. We'll probably finish it tonight. Actually, I think uh, at home. And we started watching Lost in Space. Not sure if you're too into it or not. I, you know, maybe we're only like four or five episodes in. I, I kind of like. I used to watch the old one, so I like some of the updates. Like there's a you know. Uh, Piper Posey's playing Dr. Smith and the robots kind of a good update and shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it seems like every other week the black girl's in danger. Like the black daughter that they they have or adopted is like about to die or something. I don't know. I haven't haven't been loving it, but it supposedly gets better. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, Westworld, I can't. I'm done. That show I, sucks. I, I stopped. I really. I told. I told somebody on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? Just I'll wait until it's over, and then I'll maybe like binge it and have somebody like explain it to me because mm. it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's dumb. And I'm. I, I'd like to think of myself as reasonably like mm-hmm. intelligible, mm-hmm. you know. But like, and maybe I'm watching it like in the wrong state of mind, you know, or too late at night or something. But I just like I'm not. I'm not. I get it, but I don't. And it seems like Carnival or Carnival, where it was like, yeah, it was kind of good, but like they had all these weird tangents that never wrapped up, and it just kind of petered out, and they stopped filming. And I feel like this is almost going that same way. Like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I feel like it's two steps away from Lost. Hmm. So yeah. I don't know what is the source material for Westworld. I never knew what it was. Uh, there's a showrunner, a husband, wife that do the writing, and I is think it like a book or something, or I don't, did I they don't, just make it up? I think they just made it up. Okay, maybe it's based on some shit. Okay, I didn't know if it was based on anything uh, or whatever. I don't, I don't know much about it. Also, um, we watched Three Percent, which came back with its new oh season. God, so good. Can somebody the, op- the opposite of Westworld? I, you know, it's one of those weird things where it's like, oh, you can take a small story that at the end opens up this much larger world and then make that pay off the next season. Because I feel like Westworld did that same thing with its first season, but then the payoff didn't come this season. Yeah, well, so three percent. If you haven't watched it, I'm not ruining anything. The, the whole first season is about the process, and 
there's a payoff at the end. You're like, oh my God. Well, first of all, 3% is on Netflix because people don't even know what the process right. is. You're just yeah. like, uh, if, for those who haven't watched, let me say a bunch of stuff that still won't give you context. <laughs> um, the 3% is a show on Netflix and the premise of it is that um, the, the world is, it's a dis dystopia future dystopia and there's a a place uh called the offshore where three percent the best quote-unquote best three percent of the population gets to live and thrive and everybody else is in this uh this other space the inland where shit is fucked up and there's no electric electric electricity and a bunch of other shit it's basically like return to the land type of shit and the first season was about one of these processes to choose the who gets to go in because right. when you turn 20 you get to try and get into this offshore space so that and was it, the first season it is it's a brazilian production yeah. so as leslie said it's mostly people of color yeah but uh i thought after the first season like oh my god that was amazing how are they going to do like what could they do for the second season and the expanded universe from the second season blew me away mm. it, it got so much deeper and like literally the like the intricacies it's just written so well you mentioned the other day that they have trans actors and characters but they aren't they don't not that they don't identify as trans they're just a character they are they're just Th- a this character. is just a, a character and they're they're being right. trans is not in any way defining them they're just a person on this show yeah and the way that they approach it is that in this in this world in this future trans folks are just part of the world as they as they are and should be and so that i think that's really cool yeah. and they're all trans folks of color for the most part too which is dope as fuck also if, if, if there's a genre out there that has watched season two and you know that there's a uh, and it's visually stunning. It they is do a lot beautiful. With color the cinematography just, is gorgeous. But so there's a, a, a basically like a music video montage in the second season. that's basically about carnival because they're in Brazil and it's like carnival. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's literally like a music video. If somebody could find that and fucking tag me with it, because I wanted to. I, I literally, if I can't find it, I'll go back uh, and find that episode and, and put it up on YouTube because that like three minute of just that dancing was amazing. So, anywho, I love 3%. Definitely, definitely suggest that. Mm-hmm. We've watched a few other things. Uh, what is that? Silicon Valley, Barry. Barry's all right. It's kind of entertaining. Barry's all right. Mm-hmm. Barry's okay. I like it, actually. I like the actor. What's his H- name? Hater's, Hater, yeah. It, it's an interesting role for Hater. <laughs> you know what? I? You know what? I would say I didn't love Barry, until the most recent episode when he delivered that line for his scene partner. You know what I'm talking about when they're doing uh, Macbeth? Macbeth? Yeah, they're doing Macbeth. The, the, oh, right, 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 the play, right. I thought Barry was pretty good when he delivered that line for his scene partner. That was like, okay, this show's really good to me. I don't know why that was good, but I like it. So what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Oh, I did want to pop. Oh, no, there was one more thing about this that happened this morning, actually, is that Spotify removes R. Kelly music from his playlist as part of a uh, new hate content and hateful conduct policy. Um, uh, this is a quote from them. They told Billboard in a statement, we are removing R. Kelly's music from all Spotify owned and operated playlists and algorithmic recommendations such as Discover Weekly. His music will still be available on the service, but Spotify will not actively promote it. We don't censor content because of an artist or creator's behavior, but we want our editorial decisions, what we choose to program to reflect our values. When an artist or creator does something that is especially harmful or hateful, it may affect the way we work with or support the artist or creator. That's... 
I think appropriate and about the best that they can do with well you know this whole you know a bunch of black women have for years been pushing this whole notion the hashtag is mute R. Kelly which is to just stop radio stations from playing him to stop just stop everything related to him it's enough already and so it's great to see their work paying off in this way and um, hopefully more people will follow you know they've been protesting at his concerts and it's just enough enough is enough i wanted to podcast in for a new podcast i found called inner ho uprising i um recently had a hole in my podcast uh listening schedule so um i was really excited to start discovering a couple new ones so this one's pretty cool this month is a little strange because it's uh polygamy so um all of their episodes this month are about polygamy and open relationships but they um it's just Three black girls. They're really funny. And I'll, I'll leave a link to the show in the show notes. But I really enjoyed them. And it was really good. All right. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Inner Hope Uprising. <laughs> I like polygamy. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's it. That's the end. Okay. Is it going to... We might be a more than a week. It's going to take a bit. We got some travel coming up again. Uh, yeah, no. No more... Tra- well, this weekend. But that's okay. We'll put this one up. And then we'll do another one when I get back. All right. Yeah. Good night, everybody. High five.